Welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about a super hot topic. It's a question that I get asked all the time, and I also think that it is the number one fear that I hear people express when talking about intuitive eating. I honestly, thinking about it now, probably should have prefaced this episode with an episode really diving into exactly what intuitive eating is, but I will do that one in the near future. So stay tuned for that. If you have more questions about what intuitive eating is, then please reach out to me and let me know. I am going to talk a little bit about it in this episode, but what we're really going to dive into today is the question, can I lose weight while eating intuitively? I get asked this this question all the time. Every single client that I work with has a desire currently or has had a desire at some point or has it in the back of their mind that they would like to lose weight. Maybe they feel that they need to lose weight for their health. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Maybe they've been told by their doctor. Maybe they just feel out of their body. Maybe they don't feel, maybe they don't feel healthy. Maybe they just don't feel like themselves. That is often how I hear it described. I often just hear the expression, I'm afraid that if I allow myself to eat intuitively, I will just keep gaining and gaining and gaining. Or the fear of what happens if I gain weight. You know, my goal is to lose weight. And I understand that eating intuitively is going to help my relationship with food, which we'll talk more about as well. But is it really healthy if I end up gaining weight? So, In today's episode, we're going to cover three main points. The first one is what happens to your weight when you start eating intuitively. So we're going to get to that right away. And then we're going to talk about some tools to decide if intuitive eating is for you. We're going to compare it to the alternative, which is dieting. And then we're going to tackle the most common fears. So the first thing I want to do before I dive into all of this is I just want to preface by addressing my privilege. I live in a small, able body. I have always lived in a small, able body, and I I don't know if I always will, but a large part of that is genetics. Um, I talked a lot about the idea of set point weight in a previous episode. I believe it was episode 39. I'll link it in the show notes regardless. But that being said, my set point is giving me the privilege of living in a small body. And so if listening to this conversation about weight loss and dieting and eating intuitively from me, knowing that I may not have the same lived experiences as you, if that makes you feel uncomfortable, I give you full permission to skip this episode. There will be no hard feelings. You need to honor what feels okay and safe for you. Now, that being said, All of the women I work with, the majority of the women I work with are not in the same body that I am. I just want you to know that even if I cannot relate to you on a physical level, I can relate to you on the fears, the experiences, the self-judgment, the self-criticism, the insecurity, the behaviors, the unhealthy relationship with food, the dieting. I can relate to you on all of the things 
the majority of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode outside of the number on the scale. So that is the little preface that I want to leave you with. And before I get into the details of this episode, I just want to share a quick testimony with you from someone who is a follower and a podcast listener. She's actually not even a client. And these have been her takeaways alone, just from listening and following on social media. So she says, she sent me this on social media. She said, I have to share something with you. I've been following your account a few months and food has been a struggle for my whole life. Well, I stopped restricting myself, stopped weighing all my food and stopped tracking. It's been so freeing. Yesterday, I ate pizza for the first time and waking up not feeling guilty for going over my calories is the best feeling ever. Thank you so much. And then a couple weeks later, she sent me another update. This was actually just a couple days ago. She said, we've had potato chips in our cupboard since Sunday. Before, I would eat the entire bag and we couldn't buy them. Knowing that I could have them if I want them makes me not want to eat the whole bag. Knowing that it's not a mess up and I don't have to start over tomorrow makes it so that I don't have to eat it all now. Gosh, you have really changed my whole life. I've stopped telling myself things are off limits. I started listening to what my body feels, to what makes my body feel good. When I eat less nutrition things, I notice that I have less energy and it's actually made me crave the healthier options and I've lost craving for chips and sweets. I've also had a couple of pieces of dark chocolate when I crave sweets instead of having broccoli and wishing that it was chocolate. Can you relate to this experience? You crave something, and instead of honoring that craving, you look for something that is quote-unquote healthier, but doesn't end up satisfying you, and then you end up going back for more or for something else. And then before you know it, you end up having the thing that you were craving originally, plus all of the other things that you tried to curb that craving with, and then you feel worse about it. But I am just so, so, so grateful for stories like this and so proud of this individual for really allowing herself to try intuitive eating. If you have a similar story or find value from the podcast or the content that I put out, I would love to hear from you as well. I would love for you to rate and review. I would also love to remind you that if after this episode or right now, you decide that you are ready to start your intuitive eating journey and finally embrace this life without diets and intrusive food thoughts, my food freedom approach coaching program is open for enrollment, but only until the roster is full, which it nearly is. So if you're interested in finding out more about what that looks like, you can click the application link in the show notes or reach out to me personally. And I would love to chat with you about your goals and getting you set up for success before the new year. Okay, let's dive into this conversation. So let's first talk about what happens to your weight when you stop dieting and you start learning how to eat intuitively. I dove into this in episode number 46. It's titled, What to Expect When You Stop Dieting. But today we're going to talk more specifically about the weight component. So there are three possible outcomes when you stop dieting and you start eating intuitively. Number one, you may gain weight. Number two, you may lose weight or your weight may stay the same. You might even experience all of these in different phases of your journey, depending on where your body is existing in relation to your set point. Your set point is the weight range that your body is the happiest and healthiest existing at. And I talk all about this concept, what set point is, how to know if you are above or below your set point and how to get back to it in episode number 39. Oh, I got it right. It is 39. But briefly, one of the first things you need to do if you want to get back to your set point range 
is to stop dieting. And when you stop dieting and you are in your set point range, you stop experiencing the drastic changes in weight. You no longer have to be afraid that eating a cookie is going to drastically impact the scale because your body is able to better regulate and your metabolic hormones are stable, which results in your weight being stable. On that note, dieting is actually one of the reasons that your set point may change. It will also change naturally throughout the course of your life as you age, through menopause, pregnancies, illnesses, and medications can impact it as well. There's a number of different variables that are out of our control, but what we can control is how we choose to nourish our bodies. And what the most recent research shows us is that the best way to support your hormones, your metabolism, and a stable weight is through intuitive eating. So let's talk a little bit about what that means and what that looks like now, because in order to lose weight, don't you have to be in a calorie deficit? And in order to do that, don't you have to be keeping track of and controlling your food somehow? But intuitive eating means food freedom, right? So you don't do any of that. Correct. All of that is correct. So with the framework of intuitive eating and the framework and the approach that I use with my clients, weight loss is not the goal. Weight loss is a potential outcome like the three outcomes that I mentioned, but it's not guaranteed. And it's not what we focus on because we know that it doesn't work. Focusing on intentional weight loss does not work. So we're focused on understanding your body's hunger and fullness cues. We're focused on learning about how to reestablish healthy habits that so many of us lose when we are on diets because we're too busy following unsustainable and restrictive rules that often lead us to rebound once we're done with the diet. Intuitive eating is about finding food freedom through developing trust with your body again. If you feel out of control around food, you don't trust yourself, and your body doesn't trust you, of course your weight is going to be yo-yoing. Of course you are going to struggle with food cravings and binge eating and feeling out of control around food. Why we don't focus on the number on the scale and that external measure of progress is because when we do that, we are breaking that trust with your body. And in order to have a healthy relationship with food and to have health in general, we need that trust, which, and this is going to sound scary, requires us to put our weight loss goals aside. But the reassurance I have for you in this is that when we are focusing on different measures of progress, like eating enough, eating consistently, enjoying all types of foods, prioritizing gentle movement, sleep, hydration, stress management, our bodies will find the weight that they feel healthiest and happiest at. They will find that set point weight. And that in turn is going to improve your energy, your confidence, your strength, your motivation, your labs. It's going to improve everything. All of the measures of health that if you were to think about what makes a person healthy outside of weight, all of those things are going to improve. I absolutely relate to the desire of wanting to control the number on the scale, but the reality is your body will do whatever it takes to settle into that set point range. And the more that we fight it, the more that we are actually likely to increase it. What happens when we diet is that we may see weight loss initially, but long-term within the span of typically one to five years after the diet and the weight loss, what we see through all the research that's been done is that the majority of people gain the weight back and more. And the more that we engage in dieting behaviors and make this a cycle, the more ups and downs and weight yo-yoing that we are going to see and the more likely that your set point is to go up which is not to scare you, but it's just so important to know that the promise of calorie counting, Weight Watchers, Noom, whatever diet you choose to do is weight loss, which may be fulfilled initially, but it is so misleading because in the end, the weight comes back and oftentimes more than what you started with. 
why and how this happens at a physiological level, just to break it down for you a little bit so that it makes more sense. So the fat storage enzymes in our bodies increase in concentration when we restrict our food. They become more efficient at storing energy and use less of it. So what once required 200 calories, maybe cleaning the whole house, maybe you burn 200 calories when you clean the house. After you've done a diet, you might now only need 100 calories. So you are expending less energy doing the exact same activity because those fat storage enzymes have doubled in concentration. And they don't just stop acting in this way immediately once you stop restricting. It takes time to reestablish that trust, which is often why I hear people say that they feel like they're failing at intuitive eating because they will start to honor their hunger and honor their cravings, and they might not see the scale go down. They might see it go up. They might feel that sense of urgency to eat, and that hunger might not go away. There might be a period of time where your body has to reestablish that trust in order to find that homeostasis. Especially with multiple diets under your belt, these enzymes can anticipate that restriction is going to happen again. So they are just hunkering down, waiting for you to start your new diet so that they can kick themselves into action. They are ready to go. And this is something that is out of your control. It's your body's natural biological response to restriction. There's also some health implications to consider as a result of the way yo-yoing, a couple of them being increased cardiovascular risk, type 2 diabetes, and depression. Again, this is not to scare you, but just to give you the necessary information for you to decide which path is for you. I know one of the misconceptions that people have about intuitive eating and intuitive eating providers or people who work in the space, myself included, is that we are totally against people that have a desire to lose weight. I am not here to judge you for having a desire to lose weight. Most of the women that I work with and talk to and who follow me have that desire somewhere inside of them, certainly to different extents because everyone is on their own journey. But no matter where you are on your journey, know that there is a difference between being anti-diet and being anti-people who lose weight as a byproduct of learning to eat intuitively. So I am not anti-people who have a desire to lose weight because It is such an understandable and valid desire. What I am not in support of is intentional weight loss because the more that we focus on external goals, the more damage that it does to your relationship with food. The more that we focus on how much you weigh or your pant size or reducing your belly fat, the more food guilt that you are going to experience, the more your thoughts about food are going to be obsessive and controlling, and it makes it really hard to look at yourself without seeing the weight that you want to lose. So with intuitive eating, we are not focused on seeing that number trend downward. I don't have my clients get on the scale every week or take progress pictures, but we measure progress in so many other ways. And as a byproduct of focusing on healthy habits and having a healthy relationship with food, that relationship with body and that desire to lose weight naturally dissolves or it becomes less important. So Now that we've unpacked a little bit about what intuitive eating is, that it doesn't focus on intentional weight loss, but rather focuses on helping you have a healthy relationship with food. And we've also talked about how any intentional weight loss efforts have associated health risks and are actually more likely to increase your weight long-term. What do you do? Is there no healthy way to go about intentional weight loss? Is my weight totally out of my control if I am committing to eating intuitively? So the answer to both of those is 
yes, anything that you do for intentional weight loss is dieting, which means that any of the associated health risks with dieting, including weight regain, do apply. And yes, what happens to your weight with intuitive eating is out of your control. I can't predict it. I don't know what's going to happen. So how do you then decide whether to keep pursuing intentional weight loss through dieting or focus on having a healthy relationship with food through intuitive eating? So an exercise that I love to offer people when I'm having this conversation one-on-one, whether it's in the DMs or with my clients, is to get them to write out all of the diets that they've ever done. So you can do this for yourself. Write down all of the diets that you've ever done, all of the ones that you can remember. So let's say the first one that you remember doing is when you were 19 and it was the cabbage soup diet. Then I want you to write down how it went. Did you lose weight? How much? How long were you able to stick with the diet? Did you gain the weight back? How much? How was your relationship with food after doing it? Did it make you afraid of certain foods? Did you find that you had an increased tendency to binge eat or overindulge? What did that look like? And maybe you can't think of the specific timelines or pinpoint the exact diet that led to some of your unhealthy behaviors around food, like binge eating, restricting, measuring food, sneak eating, but you just know that those are present, write them down. Any intrusive thoughts that you have, write them down. Those are all byproducts of dieting. If you have positive experiences, certainly write those down too. But the intent of doing this exercise is that when you are done, you can look back and have some clarity on what the diets actually gave you. Potentially, they gave you weight loss initially, and then weight regain, food fears, body dysmorphia perhaps. So get very clear on all of this. And if at this point you are still not ready to let go of the desire to focus on intentional weight loss, even after providing evidence for yourself and taking inventory of your own examples as to how diets don't actually work, that's okay. A lot of people do find it helpful to just table the weight loss goal in order to focus on healing their relationship with food. With most of my clients, usually what I have them do right in the beginning is hide their scale. I don't force them to throw it out. And if they get on it, I don't berate them. I'm not mad at them. It's understandable why that happens, but I just encourage them to minimize the frequency that they are getting on the scale, if not removing it entirely. The longer that they work on healing their relationship with food, they are able to give up that desire to lose weight. Maybe not all the time, maybe not forever, but they have found, and you will find if you choose to do this as well, that over time you will just become more and more aware of how damaging dieting is, and you'll start to see how much less stress it is to eat intuitively and not even want to entertain the idea of dieting anymore. You will see that dieting did not work for you long-term, it made you feel anxious around food, and it kept you in this cycle. It's also really helpful to hear from people who have healed their relationships with food. So I have an episode that I did with one of my clients. Her name is Kelly. I will link that one in the show notes. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but she shared her experience as a client. When she came to me, she wanted to lose weight. That was her number one goal. And by the end of our time together, she was like, oh my gosh, intuitive eating is the most amazing thing I could have ever done for myself. She genuinely was showing up with so much confidence. She was keeping foods in the house that she was never able to keep in the house before. Just an amazing transformation. So I will send you there just to listen and feel inspired and know that you are not alone. Another question that I often hear is, will I be healthy? And this is a big fear that I think comes up that I mentioned in the beginning is, you know, obviously the fear of weight gain is one that's at the forefront, but then will I be healthy? 
I think it's important to know that our healthcare system in North America has a very weight-centric view, which means that a lot of the prescriptions for wellness are given through the lens of what's your weight? Are you at a healthy BMI? And so a lot of people then ask, what will happen to my health if I gain weight? So I just want to share a few things with you to help you think about weight and health. Intentional weight loss efforts are not sustainable and they have many health implications, some of which include weight stigma, eating disorders, weight cycling, lower self-esteem. When we're talking about intuitive eating, there are so many benefits. I've got an article here that I will reference for you. In the article, they compare the effectiveness of focusing on weight for weight loss versus the effectiveness of focusing on health-promoting behaviors. And what they call this in the article is weight normative versus weight-inclusive approaches. So they're talking about what is the effectiveness in terms of weight loss, which group loses weight more, or what is the effectiveness of the different approaches? When we're focusing on losing weight, how well does that work for weight loss, really, in the long run? And when we are focusing on health-promoting behaviors, how well does that work for weight loss in the long run? This article is going to totally change your perspective on dieting, on weight, on health. So I would definitely give it a read, but that is the basis of the article and it really just supports an intuitive eating approach because we are focusing on those health promoting behaviors as opposed to focusing on an external variable like your weight. Now, all that said, I know that I cannot change anyone's mind and that is not my goal. My goal is not to tell you that you should not diet. My goal is not to judge you if you do choose to diet because I understand, I absolutely understand all of the women that I work with have extensive dieting histories. I have an extensive dieting history. Like I get it. I totally get it. And if you are not in a place where you are ready to take the plunge into intuitive eating and address that maybe focusing on health promoting behaviors instead of focusing on the number on the scale is the way that you need to go in order to feel like the healthiest, happiest version of yourself. If you're not there yet, that is okay. But I hope that with this episode, I've given you the information and I can empower you to use what you've learned from this episode and from my platform, from my social media platform to make the best decision for you. I would love to just wrap up with a little inspiration. One of my clients that started three weeks ago, she has been just incredible in her commitment to becoming an intuitive eater. She came to me with decades of dieting. I think she's been dieting for 40 years, everything under the sun. And in the past three weeks, she has not binged once. She has had bad body image days, but she keeps showing up. Some of the things that have changed that she has noticed the most is that she's able to recognize her fullness. So instead of going to the pantry and going back and going back and just mindlessly snacking all night, she stops after one trip to the pantry because she's good. She's full. She's able to enjoy going out for ice cream with her daughter instead of feeling guilty about it or instead of not getting ice cream because she's afraid that that's going to initiate a binge episode for her. She has been able to let go of the pressure for her diet to look a certain way. And so I am just so proud of her. I think that, you know, it's important to know that we are conditioned to think that health boils down to our size and it's just not true. It's not true. So in summary, let's just recap this whole episode. Yes, 
you might lose weight when you decide to eat intuitively. You might gain weight. Your weight might stay the same. We don't know what is going to happen to your weight in response to intuitive eating. It depends on the person. It depends on where your metabolism is. It depends on how long you've been dieting for. It depends on where your set point is. It depends on so many things. But what I can guarantee you is that by focusing on those health-promoting behaviors, you will become the healthiest version of yourself regardless of what the number on the scale says. The second thing that we talked about is just some tools for deciding which path to go down. Are you ready to go down the intuitive eating path or are you looking for another diet still? And how to do that is by taking inventory, looking at your lived experience with dieting to see how it's impacted you long-term and really just get clear on the benefits versus what dieting has taken away from you. And then the last thing that we talked about is that research shows us that dieting and intentional weight loss is not effective for long-term health. So if your goal is health, And if you have a weight loss goal for the purpose of improving your health, I would just get curious about that and take the information from this episode as evidence that focusing on that number is not the healthiest approach. If your goal truly is rooted in health and not vanity, which also not judging you if your weight loss goal is rooted in vanity. I have had lots of people come to me with that goal as well. And that is absolutely your prerogative. So That is all I have for you guys today. I hope that that was helpful. I hope that was insightful. I hope it gave you a clear picture of what intuitive intuitive eating is, what the potential outcomes are in regards to your weight. And I hope that you now have the tools to decide what you want to do with that. You know, where are you going to direct your energy? Are you ready to ditch the diet culture mentality? Are you ready to step into the unknown, but finally find the healthiest and happiest version of yourself? And again, if you are, and if you need support with that, you know, I'm here for you. The link to my application for my coaching program is in the show notes. You can always message me anytime at the food freedomist on Instagram, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.